Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. This fine day, I am sitting across the table from Brian, my dear husband, and we're going to be talking about a scripture that I personally have, I think, misinterpreted in my head my whole life. So let's jump in. Are you ready? Yep, I am ready. You ready? Yep. Okay. Even though it's midnight? It's midnight in the closet. <laughs> we talked about this in our last take. Uh, midnight in the closet. It's not midnight out of the closet. I don't know how that works, but that's how it's working tonight. <laughs> or this morning. Is it 12 a.m.? It's 12.05 a.m. A.m. Mm-hmm. So good morning. Good morning. <laughs> or good night. Li- listening <laughs> in the car after work. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hope your day was great. Are we on the... Uh... What's your favorite, what was that movie you loved? Truman Show. <laughs> oh, I love the Truman Show. There was so much sermon material out of the Truman Show that I could use, but I haven't. <laughs> well, that's not today's topic. That can be for another day. So the scripture that I have always kind of misinterpreted is out of Psalm 23. And I know that Psalm 23, if you're in the church world for any amount of time. Or if you're not in the church world and you go to a funeral, usually you hear that. You're going to hear the 23rd Psalm. So it's the one that starts off, the Lord is my shepherd. And then you fill in the blanks with everything else after that. And if you don't know what it is, I encourage you to pick up your Bible and take a look at Psalm 23. (laughs) Maybe you can learn something because I kind of learned something. I had this light bulb moment when I was reading. Um, So it's Psalm 23. Five and it's the first part of five, and it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So, the person who wrote this is Pop Quiz. Are you for me? Well, there's nobody else in the room. Well, that would be King David. <laughs> okay, so King David, he wrote the 23rd Psalm, and I believe this was at a time in his life when things were not necessarily going fantastic. Yeah, he, right? He, he was kind of doing his thing. Yeah, he's doing a thing. So when I used to read this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Um, well, let me ask you, what comes to mind? And if you say the right answer, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> what do you think? Like, what's the imagery that comes into your head? Well, I don't want to get in trouble now, but <laughs> I mean, the David and Goliath story always comes to mind because we always, that's a Sunday school lesson. For uh, most kids, is that you know David slew Goliath. So that's what comes to mind when you read that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Not for me because I I personalize the scripture. (laughs) That's what I was asking. Oh, I thought you meant like (laughs) let's go into the Bible. I thought we were diving deep here. Okay, so what imagery comes to mind when you hear that portion of scripture. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Because this is God. I mean, this is David talking to God in this moment, right? Yeah. Okay. So what's the image that comes into your mind? A buffet table. Like hometown buffet? No, more like a Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not a salad bar? <laughs> no, no, there has to be some meat on that deal. Okay, so it's it's like a a buffet or a banquet table, right? Like Absolutely, it's a long table. A long table. Does it have anything particular on it? Does it look special? Well, yeah. If the Lord did it, it's going to be like perfect. It's going to have Rice Krispie treats and chocolate chip cookies and 
All kinds wait, wait, of wait. good stuff. You were just talking about, I'm thinking like meat and baked potatoes well, yeah, and vegetables. Oh, okay, okay. So where are your enemies? On the other side of the table. Like are they, they're not sitting at the table? They're standing away from the table? Where are they? Okay, my flesh says that they're far away drooling and I'm just eating in front of them. But... Okay, yes. Okay. Bing, bing, bing. That's where my mind used to always go when I would read this. Of I... course it did. That doesn't surprise me at all. What? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me one bit. Okay, so thanks. Let me pull the knife out of my back. Um, what I would think of is kind of like a... A mocking? Neener, neener kind of moment. Mm. Like, look what I have, and you mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like where my head went when I used to read that. You prepare a table before me in front of my enemies. Like, ha, 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 look what I have, and you are over there, you know, mm -hmm. standing in the corner wishing you had something that I had. I have looked at that so wrong because after I read that, I just kind of started thinking about it, and I have my little handy-dandy notebook here. Um, 99 probably, cents at Dollar Tree, by the way. <laughs> I probably stole it off your desk, though, to you be honest. You absolutely 100% did. I recognize <laughs> Along it. with the pen that I took. Yes. Um, it says okay, Brian's so... pen practically all over it. <laughs> Actually, it's our church logo. Which is my pen. <laughs> you created the logo. So whatever it says, um, you prepared the table. It's not about look what I have and you don't. It's literally about God, in my opinion, showing, um, sorry, I said, um, showing us what he has done for us. Like if it, if it's him preparing the table in front of like before me, it's completely set. It's beautiful. It is lavish. It is full. The he didn't, treats. you know, they're probably homemade too. It, absolutely, 100%. Super gooey, like amazing mm -hmm. Rice Krispie Treats. But what I, my point is that it's not about me looking at my enemies. It's not even about the enemies, I don't think. It has more to do for me about God showing me how much he cares enough to prepare something in front of me that is sustenance. It's to sustain me. It is good for me. And that I can even have the good things, even when it's not easy, around me. So if the enemies are out there, which they are, they're around. They're in the room. He can see them, right? He, mm -hmm. So they're there. But what's in front of me, what's literally right in front of me is God's goodness. Okay. okay, so I have Disagree some thoughts on this. Disagree or agree. I, I, Go ahead. Okay, this is my thought since we're completely blackboarding this uh, podcast. Yes. Like, we didn't talk about this too much before we pushed record. Nope. Okay, so how many sides of a table are closed? Well, that depends. Are you sitting in like a Denny's diner booth or, no. <laughs> or a banquet table? A banquet table. They're all open. Including for the enemies. And I say that because okay. if you look at this in the context of the full scripture, mm -hmm. what, is a, what does our Lord tell us about our enemies? That we are to 
Forgive them. them. Love them. Love your enemies. And so if we are to love them and we are to, and God prepares a table, there is a option, not that it always happens because you can only control what happens on your side of the street, as they say in recovery, but there is an invitation for reconciliation. Interesting. And so when, when scripture says that, that he prepares a table, yes, it may be feel like it's for you but it's also for god's bigger purpose and what's god's bigger purpose pop quiz is that all would be saved so you feel like the table before me could also represent reconciliation every time i think god wants that i don't think he wants division i think he wants love i think he wants reconciliation he he desires it he desires us to love our enemies well i mean he does continue to say you know you have to forgive like he yes. forgave our trespasses we should forgive those who trespass against us 100% so that would leave room for reconciliation 100% and so when he so I, okay I get it because my flesh says the neener neener haha <laughs> look what the Lord did for me me yeah but yes God does stuff for us but he does everything for kingdom right his kingdom. His glory. And his glory. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yes, he loves us. And yes, he forgives us. And yes, he does all this incredible, mm -hmm. shows his incredible grace and mercy to us. But he also shows that to our enemies. Yeah. Because we only know one side of the story, honestly. Some, most Even if we know the whole quote unquote story. Or the issue or whatever. Or whatever the issue is. We don't know the whole full story of mm -hmm. what's going on in the other person's heart, mind, life, circumstances, whatever. And I 100% believe that God is not, <laughs> he doesn't waste a hurt right? and he doesn't waste a conflict. So mm -hmm. if there's a conflict and he'll, a allow, and he'll allow the conflict, mm -hmm. if it brings reconciliation, if it brings a, to a togetherness that, that wasn't there before. Right. Well, and when we think about just the symbolism, I suppose, of what a dining or banquet table is. When you have a dining table, I mean, it can be used for lots of purposes. I mean, I know ours has been. Sometimes we've had meetings around that table. Sometimes we've had um, strong disagreements around that table. But we've also shared that table with family and friends mm -hmm. and sometimes even new friends that were strangers at some mm -hmm. point. And yet we find when we come to the table... There's a whole lot of good stuff that can happen around that table. Mm -hmm. And who prepared the table? Well, in this case, it would be God. <laughs> and so God prepares the table knowing each of our individual needs, mm -hmm. wants, desires. And he creates his table. And I, I, I don't see, yes, God being holy. There is an opposite of holy, which is evil. There is an opposite of light, which is darkness. So, yes, God is divisive in the sense of where there's holiness, there's non-holiness. But at the end of the day, when there's at the table and it's performed or it's, it's prepared for our for us, mm -hmm. but it's also prepared for our enemies. Can so be. It could be. Yes. I think Again, that's not everyone's going to not everyone's going to jump on that invitation, because if that was the case, then, then the church's job would be super easy yeah. to, to find converts in the lost. But it's right. not. And so it takes people some time sometimes. Right. 
And for David in this in this particular prayer, you know, he's going through uh, hills and valleys, and right. he's in he's I mean, he describes it as uh, the valley of of death practically, mm-hmm. you know. And he talks about how God guides him and God uh, instructs him, and you know, here we are with now a banquet table, right? Through that guidance. And so what does God want more than anything, I feel like, is wholeness. Right. Not just wholeness with him, but wholeness with everyone around us, including yeah. our enemies. Relationships. Mm-hmm. It, 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 our relationships matter to God. Yeah. And I think that, you know, his guiding us and, and showing us forgiveness and showing us for, uh, mercy, I think, well, I know God wants us to take that. And show that same amount of mercy and forgiveness to others. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I totally get it. I totally get the idea of, you know, neener, neener, neener. I get to have steak and you're over there looking at me drooling. But right. but nobody really, the funny thing is nobody, I don't remember anybody teaching me that. Like nobody said, this is what this part of the scripture means. Not that I never heard sermons about it, but nobody ever said that. It's just... That's what automatically came to mind when I, as I've been, you know, growing up in my faith my entire life, that I've always thought somehow the spotlight was on, look what I have, you know, which is totally ridiculous because it should never be about us. No. It, It doesn't matter what we're doing. If we're doing something, it should always be under the spotlight of, for the glory of God, no matter what we're doing. And so that's, I know it may take a little time in the podcast, but let me read before that, okay? because just to set the table, right? (laughs) Pun intended. Okay. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. You're reading NIV, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I am. I don't like the NIV for the scripture. He leads me beside quiet waters, emphasize quiet. Still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his His name's name's sake. sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't hear it. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. For what reason? Well, the Why would the your point, cup overflow? Well, that's actually kind of a whole other thing. That's very symbolic. It is very symbolic. But because it may mean something different than what you think it means. In the Jewish culture, it means if somebody gives you a cup and a saucer or mm-hmm. a plate underneath your cup and they pour into it, mm-hmm. as it fills up, mm-hmm. if they continue to pour and it flows over into the saucer mm-hmm. or the plate underneath, whatever, then that's basically an open invitation to stay as long as you would like. Mm-hmm. If they pour and it stops at the top and it doesn't overflow, mm-hmm. then that's basically saying when this cup is empty, we're done. Okay. You have a short amount of time to stay here. Only until this cup, whatever the liquid is in it, when it's empty, it's time to say our goodbyes. But 
David understood that. And so that's why when he says, my cup overflows, Mm -hmm. that's God's invitation. Stay as long as you want. Which goes right into verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Mm -hmm. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. forever. Yep. Okay. So, again, with the in, there's there's God, mm-hmm. there's David in his prayer, mm-hmm. there's the enemies, mm-hmm. there's an overflowing, mm-hmm. there's That's an invitation, an invitation. there's yeah. also God's presence, yep, in the middle of all that, because it's not about our ways, it's not about our divisions, mm-hmm. it's not about our problems even, right. it's really about submission to God, and being, accepting His invitation, and being king, kingdom minded. 100% being kingdom minded yeah. in all of this. Yes, we are in our our darkest valley as the NIV says it. <laughs> you know, we are in these these moments of despair and even in those moments we need to keep our eyes focused on God. Mm-hmm. We need to keep our eyes focused on the kingdom. Right. And even when we see the victory within our own lives, that still that is to be choosing we still need to choose to love. Mm-hmm. We still need to choose mercy and we need to choose to allow the other side of the table to be used for our enemies for reconciliation. Well, yeah. Cause how many weddings, events, banquets, whatever that we've been to oftentimes when they set out a banquet table, there's two lines, right? Typically there's plates at the end, but they're stacked up on both corners and there's two lines. So the table's mm-hmm. being used fully. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't want to use the table fully. We want to keep our, you know, place setting to ourself. And we just want God, give me, give me, give me, fill my plate. Let me have all the yummy things that you've put in front of me. Let me have lots of blessings and great things. But we're not extending that invitation oftentimes. And and what that looks like, I think, sometimes is in the practice of service, Mm -hmm. which could be ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a scary word for some people because they think ministry means I have to be the person on the stage. And that's not what that means. Ministry comes in so many forms, just like the minister that we just had on Sunday. He's a missionary. He he not only goes out and preaches behind the pulpit, but he spends his time serving hot dogs or in in, uh, what he said was tamales, Mm -hmm. you know, um, into the community. That's right. Serving food, giving gifts. Shoes, clothes, like it doesn't mean you have to be on stage, but when God offers these opportunities and he says, extend what I've given you, Mm -hmm. ministry is not something that's optional for us. I don't think as Christians, we understand that. No, no, no. Okay. I think for true believers in Christ, we totally get it. Well, yes. But there is a twisted of the gospel that has happened, especially in the Western culture and Western churches. And please don't get me started on this because we do, we do not have <laughs> enough room on this uh, the SD tape <laughs> to do my rant on this. But I will say we are in a desperate state of affairs in in the church because the church have become the people of the church have become consumers Mm -hmm. and not servers, right? Not servants. So then we have to look at this where God has prepared the table and ask ourselves, are we willing to invite even our enemies to the table? People that we don't necessarily see eye to eye with Um, people that we might argue on Facebook with, (laughs) Strangers that we'll never meet, mm-hmm. would we be willing 
to invite them to the table and share or give whatever God has blessed us with? Are we Mm -hmm. willing to give that and share that with our quote unquote enemies? And deeper thought than deeper thought also is, would you be willing to do it even in your darkest valley? True. Because it's so easy to do it when you're on the top of the mountain. Yeah. When things are great, you've got extra money. Sure. I'll give that homeless guy five bucks. But whenever you're struggling, you're like, go get a job. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's the thought though. Like when oh, we're, I can leave when you we're hanging on this, but I'm not going to. You, hey, you know what? It's okay. I I own how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. And it because I'm there too. I'm I'm just teasing. Is that you know when we're super annoyed, when we're super impatient, when we're super and and David was? Yeah. David had his valley of moments. Yeah. And yet he's nicknamed the 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 man, man who after God's, God's heart. own heart, you know, and what did God want? Reconciliation, His people to be, uh, to accept Christ, to acknowledge know, who He was, the to Messiah. acknowledge who He was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this is um, Old Testament, and so Jesus hasn't yet, you know, showed up, but uh, God was still there, and God right. was still present. Yeah, and um, there was signs of Jesus all over the place in the Old Testament. So I think probably one of the the ways to close this out would be um, just sort of recapping about the the idea of God preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's not about me. It's never about me. It's never about you. It's it's always about God, and it's always about what He's done mm-hmm. and how He totally sets the stage or the table in this case. Mm-hmm. For Jesus, mm-hmm. for the Messiah, for the opportunity to have reconciliation, not only with others, but with himself. 100%. Good job. Thanks. You're awesome. Yay for me to learn something. <laughs> I like when I learn new things that I have read so many times in my oh, life. I love that. I think they use the word enlightenment. Yeah. It, it sounds kind of hokey to me, but you're right. It is. It's... It's revelation. How about that? Spiritual. Oh, you're getting Pentecostal. Ooh. Yeah, spiritual enlightenment. It's revelation to my spirit. Mm-hmm. I think of the time. Well, we we gotta close this out. But I, it, I think of the time when Jesus asked the question and Peter answered, and Jesus said, "You know, that wasn't from you. That was from God." Yeah. And so I love when He gives us these little nuggets. The kind of consume, chew on a little bit, marinate, as some pastors would say, (laughs) and be able to just to share that encouragement. Yeah. So I hope that you were encouraged today. I hope that you maybe learned something or maybe you were like, huh, she finally learned something. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Uh, If you would like some more encouragement, feel free. I am still an author. That did not run out. It did not expire. Yeah, Amazon hasn't taken you off their shelves yet. I know. It's amazing. So somebody out there is buying something, but I have uh, books, notebooks, lots of encouragement for you. Or if you'd like, you can follow me at ChirpCastAmy on on Instagram. Instagram. And I hope you have an awesome day today, whatever time you're listening to this. Good morning, good afternoon. And good night. God bless you. We'll catch you next time.